on Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. <clears throat> we are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. Let's get right into our Mercedes season recap. Before we start, um, we were kind of bad last um, podcast and didn't mention that Alfa Romeo had changed their name. And so they are now Stake F1 team. And I think they had another name, Subber um, Kick Kick F one team, team kick. kick. For those times when they're gambling in whatnot or something isn't allowed, they yeah. are kick or F one team kick. I personally think it's interesting. You'd go with a name you can't be called everywhere because now you have to have two different names. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, they already have Sour, which everybody would have known and been okay with. I don't even, like, Kick is similar to Twitch. It's like a gaming thing. Yeah. Where people can put, like, a stream and everything. Yeah. So it's just interesting that they'd go, which, I don't know. With, yeah. Very interesting. Um, and then also today, IndyCar announced... Um, that AJ Foyt Racing has confirmed that Santino Ferrucci Ferrucci will be returning and driving the number 14 car for them in 2024. So, So, that's exciting. Yeah, so it sounds like it'll be Stingray Rob and Santino Ferrucci for AJ Foyt next year. Yes, because they they only have two cars usually. Yes, if they decide to add three for some reason. Yeah. Um, but this and then I guess now we'll get into our recap. Um, we're gonna keep it similar to what we did with for (laughs) Red Bull Ferraris next week. With Red Bull, we're gonna go with the history, and then we'll go into the season recap. This time, there's not any. Um records broken uh so we're just gonna go into kind of how they did you know different stats and everything that have been put out um we'll kind of talk about our opinion our thoughts and everything about mercedes and then at the very end we will rank the drivers and the team and that'll pretty much be how what we'll do for the next nine um teams I'm so tired today. (laughs) I started school this week, and man, my brain is so dead. (laughs) Yes. So, starting out with the history, um, Mercedes bought Braun um, GP. um, So, Mercedes' first year was 2010. Um, Braun had been very successful the year before, um, but... Once they switched over to Mercedes, once Mercedes bought them, um, they brought in Michael Schumacher, who came out of retirement for to drive for them. And then they also had Nico Rosberg. Um, and that year was kind of, it wasn't a great year for them. They finished fourth overall in the Constructors. Um just not able to stay up at the top where Braun had been the year before. Um, So nothing really 
too exciting happened that year. 2011, they, again, were fourth in the Constructors um, Championship, but they did have one podium. Um, Rosberg um, got third place in Turkey, and then Michael did have a fourth place finish in Canada. So things were a little bit better that year. Um, 2012, Rosberg um, got the team their first win since, like, Mercedes had come back into F1. Um, he got that in round three of that year in China. Um, but they kind of lost momentum after that um, and just weren't able to get any more podiums throughout the season. Um, and then going into 2013... Um, that is the year that Hamilton switched over. Start of the Hamilton-Rosberg era at Mercedes. Um, and this is kind of where, um, they started having a little bit more success. Still not right up at the front. They weren't able to keep up with, um, Red Bull, but they were able to get three wins. The first win came um, with Rosberg at Monaco. And then Rosberg got one more win, and then Hamilton also had a win that year. Um, they did finish second in the Constructors that year. And then switching to 2014, this is when F1 switched over to the hybrid um, power units. And with that came Mercedes' dominance. Um, so yeah, starting 2014, um, Mercedes won 16 out of the 19 races that year. Pac, when you used to have 19 races and not 24? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the drivers were happy that they had less races? Yes. Um, so they went on to win, yeah, 16 out of those, and then 11 of those were 1-2 finishes. So very dominant of them. Um, they... They secured the constructors with three races to go. And then Hamilton brought them their first driver's championship since they came back into F1 in 2010. Um, 2015, once again, won 16 out of 19 races. But went on to um, beat their previous 1-2 streak, 1-2 um, record of 11. And this that year got 12. Um, With Hamilton, Hamilton winning again his championship. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, 2016, they <laughs> took it even further. They, so that's, let's see, 2016, they then had 21 races, and they won 19 of those 21 races. Um, Rosberg ended up winning the championship in 2016 after a very close battle right to the very end um and then kind of shocked everybody when he won and then immediately announced his retirement it's a joke that lando is like i'm gonna pull a rossberg after he won his first championship and retired i'm gonna do win get my, my first... like get my first win and then retire and i was like no you can't do that lando you yeah. have to you can't do that yeah but that's the joke that lando keeps saying <clears throat> 
Yeah. I think it's funny that he was like, I won a championship. I'm good now. Yep. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Go to um, Nico Rosberg. Yeah. And so 2017, with the retirement of Rosberg, they brought in Valtteri. Um, and at that point, Hamilton kind of became the clear number one driver at Mercedes. Um, I have my own opinions about that. They obviously <laughs> won the Constructors and Drivers Championship for the fourth year in a row that year, and Valtteri got his first three wins in Formula One. Um, 2018, Lewis went on to win 11 races, and they once again secured the championships. Um, let's see, 2019, um, they started the season with five consecutive 1-2 finishes, and then, uh, they went on to win 10 more races to secure both championships. Like I said, kind of in a very dominant Mercedes time, um... And then 2020, Valtteri took home two wins to Lewis's 11. Um, Lewis went on to match um, Michael Schumacher's record of seven championships. And again, they won the Constructors. (laughs) And then we entered into 2021, which obviously very controversial championship that year. Um, Lewis won eight of the races, but lost the championship to Max um, at the last race. They went into the race equal on points. um, And obviously that's where most of the controversy comes in, along with a few other moments throughout the season between the the two of them. Some calls were made that <clears throat> Some people think they shouldn't have been made. I'm one of them who thinks that maybe the stewards could have done their job a little bit better. <laughs> but that's just... I'm not going to say who I wish won and who I didn't. But... <clears throat> excuse me. I do think the stewards kind of made that call. That kind of made Max win. Yeah. I feel like there was just a, overall quite a few bad calls throughout that race. Oh, yeah, 100%. Whether it was in the beginning with, you know, possible passing off track, things like that, just... Stewards in that race were not good. It was... I love the stewards, don't get me wrong. Like, like they have a hard... We couldn't do this sport without them. And they have a hard job. And it's hard, but sometimes it's like, oh... They're human, and I have to realize they make mistakes, but they're almost like refs and refs make stupid calls and yeah. I was an athlete in high school and I always I hated refs yeah. and because they can make or break a game sometimes and I feel like the stewards kind of made or break this that yeah. championship for yeah. Max and Lewis mm-hmm. so um and then let's see going into 2022 this is when George Russell comes in replacing um Valtteri, who is going to Alfa Romeo. Funny thing about that is, um, in one of the races, James told Valtteri to abort, I think it was one of the last ones, told him to abort the fastest lap, and he was like, F you, and the next thing we know, he's going over to Alfa (laughs) Romeo, and I thought it was pretty funny, he was like, screw you, James, (laughs) 
I'm going over to Alfa Romeo. You guys, one, they did not treat Valtteri good at all. Yeah. I felt so bad for Valtteri in so many different things. They screwed him over in pit stops. They screwed him over in strategy. They screwed him over because they focused on Lewis so much. I feel like on teams where there's obviously a number one driver, we often see that that second driver... Max and Checo. <coughs> Max and, No, sorry. <laughs> Little tickle in my throat there. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah, so I feel like we often see that when, when we have a clear number one driver, which we saw in Mercedes for a long time. Um, Very with long time. George Russell coming in, I feel like that's kind of not there as much anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Because I feel like Russ, like not saying that George, uh, Valtteri could not, like how make you know give Lewis a run for his money but he was just dominating so much but then when Russell came in the car kind of struggled yeah and so they were both giving each other a run for their money so it kind of just evened it out yeah um so yeah with last year we had George come in their (laughs) car design was a little bit different to say the least went a different way, like, different direction with their car than most of the teams, and it didn't really work out for them. And so they really struggled to keep up with Red Bull and Ferrari. Um, Highlight of the year last year for them, Two years ago. Two years ago. I guess it's we're in 2024 now. (laughs) Highlight of the year for 2022 for them was George getting his first win, um, and then... You know, another interesting fact from that year is George actually outscored Lewis, which is the first time that's happened since Nico won his championship in 2016. Go, George. No. Also, speaking of 2024, another thing I f- we forgot to put in our other one is Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you had a great New Year. Yes. Not everything... Is going great for you so far this year. Yes, we're only, what, nine days in to the new year, and I feel like I'm already on the struggle bus. <laughs> but yet again, I just started school this semester, so I feel like that's always a struggle bus. Yeah. But do hope everything is going well for you this start of the year, and we hope that it continues to go well for you. Um, on to the season recap. I don't even know what to say to start this off. Mercedes is not the Mercedes they used to be. Um, okay, I found this on the web for us. It's not the Mercedes are used to be. Check it out. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> you really wanted to know that, Siri. Thank you very much. No, that mine's going off. <laughs> Hello there, I'm Siri. What can I do for you? <laughs> okay, gonna sing goodbye. You're welcome. <laughs> We're not going to say that name anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Gotta love technology sometimes. Oh my goodness. So Mercedes finished second in the constructors this year, but only by three points. Yes. Ferrari. Upsetting. Was so close. They were that last race maybe had a very controversial part that very much helped Mercedes. So, just a wee bit. 
Um, but the funny thing is, is even though they got second, and second in the Constructors' Championship should be a big thing, they did not see it as a win this year. Oh, no. They were like, so what? Who cares? We got second. Big deal. Like, that's how they took it. Lewis wasn't even happy. George wasn't happy. Toto, we definitely know, wasn't happy. I mean, yeah. he goes on and says so much after the end of the season about the car and how it was just straight trash and no one was happy with it. And I was like, you guys had a good end-ish of the season and you made it to second in the championship. I feel like that should be something you celebrate, but they just it, weren't happy. No, they were not. Um, I find it interesting that after their struggles in 2022 with the zero side pod concept that they continued with it at the beginning of this year like at the yeah. beginning of the season they were like it were it didn't do many things so let's continue it and hopefully it works better this year yeah um, um i think that was a little stupid of them yeah and then to have to bring in like a whole new concept like part way through the season um just very interesting way to go I about it want to know what the mechanics were thinking <laughs> Um, but Lewis finished third in the championship, was very close to Checo, um, to where I think several people thought he was, Checo was going to get passed by Hamilton. Luckily, Checo kept it, as Shirelle is a Checo fan, we'll put that out there. (laughs) Um, George, on the other hand, ended up being eighth in the constructors, and they had one of the biggest point gaps with their teammates. I I think it was obviously not as big as Red Bull because Oh heck no. When you have one teammate that's winning every race it's even coming in second, the point gap there is bigger than other positions. It was like a little Less than a hundred point difference between those two, but for a Mercedes team, that I think was a big deal for them. They're like our second driver is not doing well, but yeah. you look at George's stats, and he DNF'd four races. Yeah, which is a good amount of points to give up when you're you know not finishing races. Yeah, and Hamilton only. DNF'd one race. Yeah. And I think they considered his disqualification as his DNF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because that was the only race I don't think... I think Hamilton didn't finish. I might be yeah. wrong on that, but... Yeah. Um, it was not a good year for George in that sense. Yeah. Um, they did end up getting five fastest laps over the whole season. Out of 22 races that we had this year. 22-21. I think we had 22. Um, overall, they had eight podiums with a couple two threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes did not win a single race this season. Which I think is obvious for everyone who watches F1. It was Red Bull dominant year. And they only didn't win one, which was a Carlos Sainz win. But... They Hamilton had six podiums, George had two. Um, with that, the best race finish Lewis ever had was second place. 
George's was third. Um, the highest grid position Lewis had was first, and George's was second. So they did have some good, you know, their stats, you know, show that they had some good highlights in their year. Yeah. But overall, Mercedes just looked at it like it was a very crappy year. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's now the second consecutive year that Lewis has had where he's not gotten a victory. Before that, he had won at least one race every single year he had been in F1. And he then hasn't now, won since before Abu Dhabi. Yeah. In 2021. Yeah. So... I think it's been over, like, what, a thousand days or something like that? That he hasn't won something to that effect? Yeah, it's been quite a while since I've started watching F1. He has not won a race. Obviously, I've gone back and watched races where he has won, but, yeah. Since I got into it, he has not won a race. Well, he dominated in 19 and 20, so I got to see him win several times. Yes. Um, Comparing the two drivers, um, Mercedes could not be separated in qualifying. They ended up the year with being 11-11, so that means they both, I don't know how those stats, I think, qualified above above the other other 11 times. times, So it was like split split down even. Hamilton, on the other hand, led fifteen to six on race on race days. Mm-hmm. So he outraced, I guess is what you could say. Yeah. <laughs> had the had higher more higher positions than his teammate fifteen times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just shows this was not George Russell's year. No, it was not. I think after you know. Having 2022, where he outscored Hamilton. Hamilton to come in, the, you know, 2023, and then, like, it just was not a great year for him. It wasn't. Um, we kind of already talked about them, their whole side pod issue. Don't know what they were thinking about keeping their side pod, yeah. the no side pod. Mm-hmm. They obviously saw that other teams were dominating with the side pod, and they didn't dominate in 2022, so you would think that they would have changed it. Yeah. But it wasn't until Hamilton, I think publicly was like, our car is sucks, this whole side pod issue, not having any is stupid, mm-hmm. and then they decided, maybe we should change it. Yeah. I feel like it's just, yeah, ever since they switched over to the ground of car um back in 2022 it's just they've had really i feel like no consistently consistency they are consistent (laughs) consistently inconsistent Inconsistent. exactly um (laughs) that's the the only consistency they've had is being inconsistent um they have been like had moments where they look good and then moments where you're like where's mercedes at what's going on are um, they even there? Yeah, so just very, you know, and you look back in F1 history, back before the, in, like, the hybrid engines and where it kind of focused more on engines, back when we were last in the ground, FX cars, but... Mercedes was not good. Mercedes wasn't quite as good. Um, Adrian Newey is known for 
being able to make very successful cars when it comes to being in that ground effect um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. Um, me neither. <laughs> kind of since the focus has been on, like, whenever the focus is more on those ground effects, Adrian Newey's cars are very successful. That's basically what I was trying to say. <laughs> um, on that same note of not being successful and them having a crappy car, Toto, in an interview called was talking about how the W14 was a miserable thing and insisted it didn't deserve a win. And this is after the... I I can't remember if it was halfway through... It was either halfway through the season or towards the end of the season. He just said, the performance is, like, inexcusable. It is... Ah, it's a horrible car. And it doesn't deserve to be... On the podium. Yeah. I feel like one of my favorite radio messages the whole season was when Lewis, throughout the whole race, had been kind of just complaining about the car. And I got to the point, Toto finally got on and was like, Lewis, we know the car is horrible. Just drive it, please. Wasn't that the race where Toto wasn't even there and he was, like, listening to it elsewhere because he just had surgery and he got on and wasn't even at the race? I think that's... Yeah, but it was like, he was like, just please stop or was and that drive. to George? I know one of them, one of the messages he, because both of them have complained. They get to the point where they just like keep going on about it. And he was like, just stop and drive the car. I think, it, I can't remember, but it, he did come on and say something to George too, because George was doing something. He was like, George, just race. Yeah. But overall... A very iffy season. They didn't start out good, then they were kind of iffy in the middle, then they kind of had, like, highs, lows mixed together in the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, there's not a lot more to say about Mercedes. Mm -hmm. So, for driver's rankings, for Mercedes, what would you give drivers? Oh, I want to give... Lewis, I want to say like six or seven, maybe more like, I'm going to stick more on like the six side. Um, I'm not usually a huge Lewis Hamilton fan. I love him and I support him. I'm not usually, like usually a Hamilton fan, but there's just been something about these last couple of years and maybe it's because he's not dominating like he was for the last, the first couple years that I was watching F1. I guess it was first three years, basically. Um, but I think it was, I kind of just learned a lot more about him. I grew this appreciation for him and to see him kind of work um, work a little bit harder for his championship, I guess you could say. I feel like he deserves, plus he had six podiums, which I feel like is a decent amount for how much they struggled and everything. So I'm giving him a six. That was kind of a long explanation. But I've kind of grew, you know, I feel for Hamilton a little bit. Mm -hmm. I kind of want him to win. And I don't usually say that. (laughs) Um, George, on the other hand, 
he did not have a good year. His performance wasn't very good. He had good qualifyings, but he just wasn't there. Race pace, like his race mm-hmm. pace, just wasn't there half the time. Probably more than half the time. Um, I'm leaning more towards like four and a half, five for George. Um, overall, the team probably a solid five. They did not have it put together this year. Yeah, I feel like even pit stops were not great for them this year. No, they weren't. Everything was kind of, you know, I feel like towards the end, you know, they started showing improvement sometimes, but I feel like, yeah. So, let's see. Lewis, I was going to say probably, I was going to give him, like, an eight, maybe. It's a lot better than me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like considering where Mercedes were at and the car he had, like, he did do pretty well. Maybe I'll bump mine up to, like, a six and a half, <laughs> seven. Um, we'll do that. Six and a half, seven for Lewis. Um, yeah, I feel like he is a decent year. Um, obviously, I feel like he put in a lot of hard work to try and get up there, even though the car was not where they wanted it to be. Um, George, I was going to say, like, a five. Okay. I feel like he could have done a lot better. I get he had some, obviously, you know, it was unfortunate at times having those DNFs and stuff, losing points there. But to when your team's second in the constructors to finish eighth seems a little, seems a little low to me. Um, and then as a team overall, I feel like maybe a six, um, it just, they weren't great. And I think to continue on with the zero side pod at the beginning of the year when they knew based off of last year, it wasn't great. And then to then in the middle switch, like, I just feel like it would have been better just to switch at the beginning, try for something new and see if it worked. Instead of wasting time. Probably could have had more dominance if they decided not to be. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's what I'd give them. Pretty overall. solid ratings. Yeah. Not, not too bad. Um, I think uh, really that's it for this episode, right? Yeah. Not a whole lot. These next ones, I don't know how interesting they'll be. Um, if you, I hope they're interesting. We'll try and make them interesting. Um, next episode might be a little bit hard for me as a Ferrari fan. Yes. Next week we'll be covering doing Ferrari's team recap. recap. Um, it's going to be sad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It'll be a hard one because obviously we wish they would have done a lot better than they did. <clears throat> but. I'll take third though. I'll take it. <laughs> Not second, but yeah. I'll take third. Yeah. Next year's going to be their year. <laughs> so this has been our Mercedes team recap. We'll help you will join us next week for our Ferrari season recap. This has been F1 Indie Girls. See you next week. Bye.